Every episode of The Angry Chicken is made possible by our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash tag. For more of Jocelyn's content, check out jossplays.com. And if you can't get enough of Ridiculous Hat, follow him over on Twitter at Ridiculous Hat. The Angry Chicken is a production of A-Move TV. Time's up. Let's do this. You face Jaraxxus. You smell like a leopard gnome. I knew it. So a podcast about Hearthstone and Battlegrounds. This is The Angry Chicken! Hello everyone and welcome to The Angry Chicken. I'm your host Jocelyn and joining me as always is my co-host Ridiculous Hat. Welcome Hat, are you excited to talk about the D-Knights? Yes, always. It's, we, actually, we actually get to talk about like cards. Because they put out so many of them, and then they put out a bunch more, and last week we didn't have time to talk about any, so this week we're going to talk about a lot of them. Not every card. Not all of them. But a lot of them. Which is really good, because just in Death Knight cards, there are 54. <laughs> 54. <laughs> so not all of them. Not all of them, but some. Yeah, that's also 25% of the total cards in this reveal season, which will all be done in the next uh, 17 days. So we're going to have some content Oh, God, it's going to be really difficult. And and I'm glad we're going to talk about this in a second um, about the choices they've made around the reveal season this time. But uh, I'm glad we're getting packages. I feel like that's going to make it a lot easier to parse, <laughs> especially when we're talking about, you know, 200 plus cards. Joust loves packages. You heard it here first. I do. I do. Yes. <laughs> well, before we get into the news, uh, let's take a moment to thank our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com slash tack. We are supported by those epic patrons. If you become a tack patron, you do get access to our amazing Discord server, as well as you have one more week of exclusivity on that super secret, totally not secret thing that Hat and I recorded. Uh, if you like, then maybe you should go and check out patreon.com slash Hack. Just like Chris M, Elliot G, Andrew D, and Jim W did. Thank you guys so much for the support. Again, head on over to patreon.com slash tack. And now let's get into the Hearthstone news. Good news, everyone. We have some news about addressing accessibility in Hearthstone. So... Guide Dev has been making a mod for visually impaired Hearthstone players for about a year and a half. It's called Hearthstone Access, and it's been uh, really amazing. Community loves it, uh, but he's unable to keep up with the project, as sometimes happens with um, add-on creators. So 24.6 is going to be the last patch that is going to be supported. Uh, so Blizzard came out with a statement to talk about uh, basically recognizing the efforts of this amazing dev to kind of help uh, fill some of those accessibility gaps in Blizzard's um, software. And uh, they've been doing some things to actually provide support to Hearthstone Access. And there are some changes coming in 25.0. So that is the next expansion uh, patch 
that are going to basically give us uh, expanded audio control. So the idea behind this was that there were a lot of things. Uh, you basically had your music slider and your and your main audio slider, which didn't really give a lot of room for um, getting out of the way of some of the like screen reader software. So now you're going to be able to do all kinds of things. They're they're putting in all the sliders. So you're going to be able to control that tavern murmur and uh, dialogue volume levels. Um, what else? There's well, obviously, music. Music is already in there. Um, and then I thought there was something else as well. Oh, you can change it to mono. Yes. So you can make it the same thing in both ears in case you don't want to like get distracted by something over here, over here. It's it's meant for, like, they could justify the inclusion of this by saying we get out of the way of your screen narration software, but also it's just, for a lot of people, this will be a, a useful thing to be able to control. Oh, I love this. I love this because, I mean, I'm I'm one of those people that, like, I like the dialogue, but I hate some of the other stuff, like, and... The sound mix is not necessarily the way I would do it <laughs> if I was in charge. Some things sound really, really, really loud to me. And so the idea that I can turn those things down and like just listen to the super cool voice work and, and things like that, that's what I want to hear. Um, and I don't necessarily mind the tavern murmur, but uh, yeah, I, I love that we're getting more flexibility with our sounds and, and I don't even need to use it for any sort of accessibility reason. It's totally quality of life for me, uh, but I know it's really, really important to people who, who use screen reading software. So I think this is this is a win. This is really good. Um, but they're basically uh, talking about how they understand that with the changes, uh, that means some people may not be able to play 25.0 right away, um, but they are committed to, um, you know, kind of working on what Hearthstone Access was providing to the community and making an in-game solution for that. So they say it's going to take some time, but they're aware of it and they're prioritizing it, which um, I think is a, is a good thing. But it, I mean... I had a chat with that before the show because I'm like, am I being a jerk about this? But like, why is it taken so long <laughs> is is the first thing that pops into my head. Usually with stuff like this about Hearthstone is like it's it has been out for nine years now. Like, why don't we have accessibility features? <laughs> so <laughs> but I think it's good that they're like committed to implementing these changes now. <laughs> it's. So the result that we're looking at here is going to be almost an unmitigated positive of having accessibility filter accessibility features natively baked into the game into the client, which also means this will translate to mobile, which is a big big deal that you can mm -hmm. you can have these accessibility features baked in. The questions that arise are about why wasn't this in the game before and you know accessibility has been something that's really come a long way in the past 10 years. A lot of companies uh, are we're not always great about it. Some are still not great about it, but a lot of games are making huge, huge strides here. You and I were talking as well. I just started God of War Ragnarok yesterday, and amazing game. And when you start it, there are like three pages of options, including a bunch of accessibility options. Auto pickup, traversal assist, colorblind filters, high contrast mode, reduced screen shake, uh, all sorts of things about letting people play the game. It is not just the right thing to do. It is a good business decision because if your audience is larger, then they pay you more. And I, Guy Dev <laughs> mentioned that, you know, sorry for all the people that pre-ordered 25.0 because I won't be able to help, like, get this into the game for Death Knights. 
So that is an economic impact there. But I don't think that accessibility is making this pivot because of economics. It's probably going to cost them more than it'll make them to do this, but it's still the right thing to do. And accessibility gets to work in a less cynical space than we're used to seeing, where they get to do things that are just the right thing to do. And I will say, Guy Dev said on November 4th, I don't have the resources to put towards this anymore. I'm sorry. On November 8th, we got the statement. Did not take them a tremendous amount of time. They very clearly had a conversation about it right away. They were working on supporting what was being done by a community member by also bringing in other people because GuideDev was doing that. So duplicating the effort wouldn't reach more people quickly. And now they're saying, well, we, we have to do it and we want to do it. So we're going to do it. Would have liked to not have some downtime. But I'm glad they responded so quickly and so positively. I was really happy to see the community reaction where everyone signal boosted, this is leaving, let's get some help and make sure that Blizzard knows this is on our radar. Um, you know, it's it, there's a cynicism about capitalism is underneath every single thing we talk about on the show, uh, <laughs> and for good reason. But at least this is a bunch of people inside that say, we care, let's do this, and then they're going to do it. So I'll take that. I'll take it. Yeah, that's totally fair. Uh, also, as I alluded to earlier, there are some card reveal changes with the way that they're doing this expansion, which I am a fan of as a content creator. I really like the idea of packages and like groups of cards that synergize together that we get a chance to kind of see because I you can go back to episode like two of Angry Chicken or the first time that we did any sort of like card grading because I mean, we used to give cards grades i know mm. wild that was the uh, style at the time that there, there, there was this, oh my god there used to be this <laughs> that thing. Was the listeners, thing listeners if you didn't start until like listening to us until about ashes of outlandish around the demon hunter launch around then before that every podcast for about a month would add an hour to every episode, go card by card, and grade them all on every single Hearthstone podcast. And there were a lot of Hearthstone podcasts back then. And it was all the same content <laughs> in different places. And then there was this trend around Ashes where everyone just said, screw that, no way. We're just not going <laughs> to do well, it. Well, I think that's that's when, so originally I feel like we would get like, 10 to 15 cards a week and the reveal seasons were so long and then yeah. all of a sudden the reveal season was shrunk down into like two weeks and it was like we cannot do shows where we talk about every single card and we talk about 130 something cards in two weeks like we just don't we can't like no one wants to listen to that um so it really made us uh, reevaluate our strategy around that i mean god and we had tried everything i remember we did like um like grades like abcds we did star ratings we did craft don't craft like we did all kinds of different iterations of like how to evaluate cards and in the end just like talking about them is better <laughs> like because like we would go through even like we had three hosts at the time and each of us would give a letter grade so we had three letter grades <laughs> for every freaking card like just oh man why more stressful than playing overcooked Oh, it's so stressful. It's terrible. It's so stressful. Uh, so yeah, we um, every single every single kind of card evaluation show that we did, we would have this giant like asterisk like caveat on the show that was like we don't have all the cards yet, and every single card that we would talk about, we'd be like, well, this card will be good if it gets murloc support or if there's no silence in the meta or like 
you know, and it was so much of trying to evaluate these things in these teeny tiny little vacuums because we would only have, you know, 20 cards from the set. And we're like, well, we've seen this one hunter card, <laughs> so maybe beast hunter will be a thing, but we don't know. And so this kind of takes the we don't know away from like um, content creation. So selfishly, I really like this because we can look at something and say, hey, this is what beast druid is getting. And that's so cool. Yeah, it's evaluations done in a vacuum. There's one thing I know about vacuums. They suck. So I'm glad we don't have to deal with that anymore. (laughs) I will give you that one. I will give you that one. And I think this really came about actually because of last expansion's uh, release of Relic Vaults. Yes. (laughs) When we didn't know what relics were. Yeah, that was the thing that really did it. (laughs) It launched one of the funniest weeks I've seen on Reddit where people would just make up new keywords that relics granted to all their minions. I enjoyed that, but yeah, it's it makes more sense. The, there was a small prototype of this in the mini set recently where instead of doing by rarity, which they did for a while in the mini sets, the social reveals where they do all the commons, all the rares, then all the then the one epic and then the legendaries, they did it by class. And they told you which class was which day. They told you the order. And the reveal site, it had the icons. And I think it worked really, really well. We talked about it. It just, you knew what you were getting. People that main classes knew when to be exciting, excited. And then also, when they were done with that reveal, you would go start building decks because you had all the rogue cards. You had all the warrior cards. You didn't have to wait for context because context mm-hmm. is such a big deal. So what they're doing this time, they're, is they're doing this on steroids. Every single Death Knight card will be revealed by tomorrow, November 10th. All of them. And they were revealed so far in groups. So today, the ninth, we got every Unholy Rune card. Yesterday, we got every Frost card. Day before that, we got all Runeless cards, base cards. Tomorrow is all the Blood cards. That's it. We're done with Death Knight. All the neutrals are going to be out by the 12th over the weekend. And then class reveals start next week. Keen-eyed observers might note, well, there's a Death Knight show match on the 16th and 17th. So all the cards they can play in the Death Knight show match, we'll have them all by the end of the weekend. By the way, that Death Knight show match, you're going to want to check that out. It's over on Twitch. It's over on YouTube. It's on the morning of the 16th, the morning of the 17th, 9 a.m. Pacific. There's different teams for each rune. So there's a blood team and a frost team and an unholy team. It's a show match. It's going to be on both. And it's hosted by Slissa and Garrett. We know them. <laughs> we know them. So make time for that. And then when you go and look at how they're going to reveal all the different class cards, it's the icons again. But we're getting packaged reveals. So imagine if instead of getting Relic Vault and see in two weeks, it is <laughs> it is Relic Vault, Zymox, and all three relics revealed by one person at one time. You get them all, no standalones. Which is also really cool because that was something that you would see even in reveal videos. When they had like one card, it felt like they were really like confined and 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 kind of careful about what they said about their reveal card because they were like you know either I don't know what else is in the set that's going to support this or I'm not allowed to talk about whatever else is in the set that is going to support this and so you had to make again those even reveal videos very kind of pared back and you couldn't really talk about the hype whereas if you're going to talk about an entire synergistic package that's a much more exciting piece of content. So I think it's really good for the content creators that get these reveals as well, because they're able to speak to 
how it's going to fit into the meta. They're able to speak to really cool combos that they see coming out of these synergy packages. So, I mean, I think it it makes for better content on the reveal side of things as well for those creators. So I'm I'm really, really, really happy about this. Yep. And it makes it easier. Like just the show today, we're just going to talk about Death Knight because we don't have any of the other class cards done. We have uh, all of the DK cards except for some of the blood cards. We're going to miss some of the blood cards, so we'll be shorter on that because of just how the show timing works. I can't I can't do a podcast tomorrow. Black Panther's coming out. My weekend is ruined. Um, but, <laughs> but we will have every DK card by the end of tomorrow. We will have every card in the set revealed by Sunday, November 26th. That is the end of Thanksgiving weekend. Whoever is working over Thanksgiving weekend in the card library, we appreciate you. Um, American Thanksgiving. Sorry, Joss. It's, yeah, I, know. I was like, what? That, that already it's, happened. What you are you talking about? We're in the in-between Thanksgiving period where you have had yours and I have not had mine. There is a month of Thanksgiving limbo, but we're almost done. <laughs> um, and then uh, we'll have a week and a half where we know all the cards before the patch is in the game and the expansion is live. So I'm guessing the holidays are relating to that strange little gap there. But honestly, with DK, I don't mind having the gap, at least not right now. I'm sure some people will be uppity during that brief period. Don't worry. It's 10 days. You'll be fine. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, uh, I'm yeah, it's fine. I I think there's going to be a lot of theory crafting that needs to happen. Like we again have a pretty good idea of what Death Knight looks like. We're going to know completely tomorrow. But Death Knight is just one piece of this expansion, right? Like we're up to 11 classes now. So that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of moving parts. So I think that, um, you know, having that much time between getting the cards and getting the expansions, probably okay. I want to think it over. I want to figure out what I want to do on day one. And I know... Everyone's going to be death knighting, obviously, but I think there's probably going to be a lot of cool stuff in there that isn't just death knight stuff. So, yeah, trying to figure out what that is while also being very distracted by the ooh shiny. <laughs> it's going to be tough and I, I welcome the extra time. They very clearly, the Hearthstone team, thinks that this expansion is a huge, huge deal. And justifiably so, but like, I don't know if you've seen floating around, there are a lot of people posting pictures or emails of getting gifted packs if they haven't played in a while, based on how long they've mm. been away from the game. Like some people, if they've only played BGs for a while, and some of them get gifted 150 packs, 75. What? Well, so because here's, here's the logic that I can find. <laughs> you're not losing money as Blizzard. If you're giving away packs, they were never going to buy anyway. If you give someone that hasn't played standard, like, since Barons, they have zero cards in standard, and you give them 75 standard packs and 75 Nathria packs or something, uh, then they're going to think about buying the Lich King pre-order. If you didn't send them the packs, they never think once about sending you money, and... So it's not like, you know, current players are owed something, whereas uh, people that aren't playing aren't. It's that the goal of Blizzard is to get them back in the game without making them spend hundreds of dollars to do it when they weren't even thinking about it. Yeah, I, I mean, I completely understand your logic. It's just like I'm I'm a little bit with Thousand in the chat room. Uh, like, I get why they do it, but it feels very much like, I mean, I'm sure you guys are very familiar with telecom telecom companies. I'm sure that you have very similar 
practices in the States that we do up here, but like all the time, like Rogers, which is one of our big companies up here, will the post and it's, it's everybody. Yeah, it's, it's all of them. I'm just Rogers is fresh in my head because I just got an email from them. <laughs> but like they'll post like these awesome, super amazing, super cheap deals for new customers. And it's like, but I've been your customer for 10 years and you're charging me five times this much. Screw you, Rogers. Like, help me out here and, you know, give me a loyal customer a deal. So, like, I definitely understand that perspective as well, because I'm like, hey, Hearthstone, you know, it's been logging into playing standard every day. Hi, (laughs) like, where's my 150 packs? And I get it. I'm going to buy 150 packs. So why give them to me when I'm going to give you my dollars? I get that. But man, (laughs) sad face. (laughs) One, theoretically, the rewards track gold is the way to pay off engagement. But second of all, remember how I said last (laughs) immediately last subject, every subject is about being cynical about capitalism here in the Angry Chicken. (laughs) And here we are. I'm just, yeah, I'm just super, I'm in a weird headspace now. So but yeah, I, I I totally understand the business behind it. Um, and you're right. Like, you know, the the rewards track does does give away a lot of free gold for engagement to get that. But uh, man, there's just something about packs, right? Like <laughs> you're very clearly not the only person to have this feeling. You are very clearly not the only person as judging by everyone talking in our chat right now. Like it's <laughs> people want 150 packs. I also would like 150 packs if if. Right? They should reach out and it's like, hey, do you want to have three packs? I'll be like, I'll take two. I'll take two. Yeah, it's like, it's fine. But it's like, logically speaking, more people playing standard makes me happier, even if they don't give me stuff. But also like- Well, they if gave they... you opponents, right? So yeah. they gave you short queue times. <laughs> and if they change their mind and they do want to give me stuff, like I'm on board. I don't want to say I'm, I'm anti that. They can give us stuff. Well, and I also really like I totally get to like people getting things doesn't take anything away from me. Like I still the fact that, you know, hackers sister got 150 packs and, you know, I didn't that like I didn't know that till right now. It impacted my Hearthstone game zero. (laughs) So, you know, like it doesn't it doesn't really like impact me or how engages Hearthstone or anything else like I'm glad other people are are getting this windfall and I'm sure that there's other things in other games that I get that people who that's their main game they're like ah <laughs> like there's some there's something with in WoW right now with like some Bell Drake mount or something everyone's pissed off about cuz it used to be TCG only and they're putting it in the game and everyone's like no <laughs> and I'm like well, that's cool. Now I get a mount I wouldn't have otherwise. So like I've been on both ends of this spectrum and yeah sometimes it just yeah, I'm like, I, I'd, I'd like 150 packs. That'd be pretty neat. <laughs> I don't mean to be shady, but also if you're saying that WoW players are mad about a change, I do believe you. <laughs> yeah, maybe I didn't even need to go into any detail. It's just, yeah, WoW players be mad. That's it. <laughs> That's the story. That's the news. Uh, but yeah, speaking of stories and news, we have a lot of cards to cover. So uh, before we do, we're going to take a quick moment and thank our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. As you might expect from someone as wired in as I am, I online shop, well, all the time. I always see buttons or codes for some kind of discount, but I can never get them to work without it being a pain. Before Honey, I just didn't bother. The time I spent fighting with the website wasn't worth a couple of bucks. But now I just go to the same places I always shop, 
go to the checkout screen and click the honey button while I check Discord on my other monitor. When I'm done talking about the coolest new Death Knight card reveal, I look back and that price, it's lower. Not every site is working coupons, but I don't need to worry about it, because the app does the worrying for me. My glasses are basically always dirty, and I can never find a microfiber cloth when I need one, so I went to go look for a better solution. Found this nice five pack of microfiber cloths with clips on them so I can leave them on my backpack, on my keyring, scattered around the house. And I was pleasantly surprised when five bucks got cleaned off the price as soon as I hit the honey button. I did this on my desktop, but you can do it on iPhone too. You activate it on Safari, and you can save on the go. If you don't already have honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting the show. We never recommend something we don't use. So go get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash TAC. That's joinhoney.com slash TAC. Thank you so much for supporting the brands that support the Angry Chicken. All right. We have, oh my gosh, we have so much to talk about. We're only talking about DK today. As I mentioned, there are 54 cards. Now, uh, one little caveat, if you are looking at the main website, it defaults to March of the Lich King. So you might look at the website and go, Joss, no, there's five cards. What are you talking about? Because that's definitely what I did earlier on today. Um, But because they are adding cards, not only to the March of the Lich King expansion, but there's also all the Arthas cards and there's the like core set and everything else, all of the Death Knight cards that are being added aren't necessarily under this whole March of the Lich King uh, banner. So Make sure that you choose standard and then it'll give you all of the cards instead of just the March of the Lich King cards. So there are 54 Death Knight cards. <laughs> so much to get through. And guys, Hearthstone team, please, please, for the love of all that is unholy, give us a room or filter. Or frost or blood. <laughs> or frost love or all blood. that is unholy or frost or blood. <laughs> Please give us a rune filter on your website because right now there is no way even searching for blood or frost or rune or anything like that doesn't actually parse out the cards based on their deck building rune cost, which is just ah <laughs> so frustrating. It's, it's only visual. And if you want, if you want to be really frustrated, you see that view button in the top right where it's the grid. If you go ahead and click on the table list directly to the right. Do I even want to do this? It's going to explode my overlay. Go ahead. Do it. There's no rune information at all. None. Oh, no. You have to hover over the card art. Oof. So typically what happens here is that this pulls from the build that's live, from the, the client that is live. And the client right now does not have any rune information in it. So this will these will hopefully have rune tags when 25.0 goes live. I would love for it to be sooner. If you do go to the deck builder and you pick a card, it is smart enough to filter out uh, the cards that you can't put in your deck because of rune requirements. The DK builder dropdown has three rune slots. It reds out like a red overlay, the cards that you can't add to the deck. But it doesn't remove them from the list. It just turns them red. And there's no way to actually filter by rune type in the card list. So I'm hoping this changes in the near future, but it's just, it's not even in the cards that are being pulled. So none of the fan sites have it either. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, hopefully uh, once it actually goes live in the client, we will see some changes to our ability to actually parse out this information. Because like I said, it's a lot of cards. It's a lot to kind of like, if you're 
looking for something very specific. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. I'll just filter by blood. We'll talk about blood. Nope. <laughs> so if you're looking for something specific, it's really easy to miss right now. So um, hopefully there is some of that functionality and hopefully there's some of that functionality in the client as well. But we'll have to see. Um, so first, we're going to talk about blood. And as Hat mentioned, we don't actually have all of the blood cards yet. All of those reveals are going to be finished off tomorrow. Um, so we don't have quite as many to kind of like point your attention to. But uh, we do have some some pretty cool cards um, for blood death nights. So uh, vampiric blood, I think, is the first one you wanted to talk about. Right, Hat? So generally speaking, we're going to try and talk about these cards and these specs the way that they talk about reveals of trying to keep things in packages and give context uh, i like i pulled out a couple of cards that we can talk about that we can call out we're going to talk about each legendary individually because you know people want to know about the legendaries even though a lot of them are free well they're um, fancy <laughs> they are fancy they're shiny all that and we're going to try and talk about all the triple rune cards because they're also fancy because triple rune is the reason to play this spec and only this spec but we're not going to go card by card, and we're going to try and call them out here and there where we can. I don't know. We're just kind of winging it right now and figuring out how yeah. we're going to talk about this <laughs> giant jumble of stuff. So Blood DK is, it's like if Control Warrior and a Soul Shard Demon Hunter met in the middle. It's, if you had, instead of armor, you had a lot of lifesteal and a lot of damage-based removal, then that's kind of where Blood DK goes very, uh... Very tanky, not really focused on ending the game. Much more focused on prolonging the game. If you have played WoW, then you know that Blood Decay is the tank spec. Their job is Correct. to get hit and then take damage and then heal it and all back. still live. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I don't, like, they have some movement mechanics. I don't know if we'll see grip of some kind in this set, but I imagine that we will because their big thing is like... Oh, that would be so cool. You gotta do death something. Death grip is huge. You have to have a death grip. You have to. That's like the only reason to have DKs. <laughs> the entire class is about like slurping enemies right up to you. You just like you hit him with the blood and it's like and you slurp him. That's what that's the yep. technical term. Um, <laughs> so like I imagine there will be something along those lines here. Uh, you know, like blood DK, they were really, really good when I in Legion and WoW um, because they had pretty good damage output and they were very, very hard to kill. So I would imagine that this is also going to be a hard class to kill with a ton of lifesteal. But if you want your games to be short, probably not this one. Because if you look at Vampiric Blood, <laughs> two mana, rare spell, triple blood rune, give your hero five, plus five health. Not heal, give, plus five maximum health. And you spend three corpses to gain five more and draw a card. As a reminder, whenever anything says spend corpses, if you have that many, it uses them. You don't get a choice. It glows yellow. It does the extra thing. Uh, and corpses are generated whenever a friendly minion dies, uh, unless the minion is risen, or it says so in the text box that it doesn't make a corpse. But the vast majority of things, when they die, they make a corpse. And if they don't, they'll tell you. Yeah. Uh, and so three corpses, I mean, it doesn't really seem like very many, because basically, if you can activate this card, it's just Renathal, right? Like, you go from 30 max health to 40 max health. Renathal... You get the 10, like, and it's effectively 10 armor right away because you get the 10 health. Like, you not just increase your max, but you fill it. So it's, you gain 10 life and you draw a card. If it is just gain, if it was just two mana, gain 10 armor, draw one card, that would be good. That's, what if shield block was one mana less and double the effectiveness? 
<laughs> but then, I mean, the fact that it's health, though, especially in a class that has a ton of lifesteal, you're talking about like refillable armor, <laughs> right? Yes. They can, they can, you know, increase their max health to 40 with this card, potentially, if it's active, and then lose it and heal it up again and lose it and heal it up again. So there's that, you know, give and take that you don't necessarily get with armor. Uh, once this change to their health has been made, it's made, period. So, um, yeah, this seems really powerful, though I'm not sure, like, this isn't like a turn two thing, right? Like, it's going to be pretty hard to have three corpses by the time you're ready to play this card on turn two. Yeah, I would guess that this is intended to be played a little bit later into the game. Um, you know, it's two mana. It draws you a card right away. You don't need to slam this on turn two right away. Well, it doesn't. You need the you need the corpses to draw the card, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's it's five health or ten health and a card. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking of this as a as. The main mode is the 10 and draw because it's you're never slamming this just for five health unless you are right. truly <laughs> desperate. I mean, would you ever I was going to say, would you ever make that call? Like I, I'm thinking I've tried a lot of aggressive decks when Renathal has been really prevalent and the number of times I've gotten people down to, you know, somewhere between like two and eight health, like health they wouldn't have had without Renathal. But I feel like, um, you know, if you're in a super aggressive matchup that you feel you might lose by turn four or five, maybe you do slam it just for five. <laughs> you can. Like, it's an option that's available for you. It's Playing this for five is better than being dead. I, I, yes. 100%. Substantially You're better. That? Okay. I'm glad that at least some of my card analysis is spot on. You're right. And flexibility is important. You can always just play this if you need to play this. If the five life right away and you won't have time otherwise, then sure. But I envision these decks being uh, pretty inefficient in terms of development. Like, it's if this was Control Warrior then you would armor up on two almost every game. And I wouldn't be surprised if, if a lot of games you just ghoul charge go on two and just start piling up some bodies to make sure this is active because you're probably not going <laughs> to have a lot of early minions outside of uh, Body Bagger we'll talk about in a little bit, but that's a... You don't have to scroll to this. Don't scroll to this. Uh, okay. it's, a, it's a runeless <laughs> one mana, one three that says Battle Cry gain a corpse, right? So that's... Yeah. It is a body and it gives you a body and then your hero power, that's three, that's active on turn three. Right. So I, I, wouldn't I keep be forgetting about the hero power. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that is the intention here. If you play a low number of small minions just to try and get this online a little sooner. We haven't seen all the other blood cards, so we don't know if there's going to be any token stuff. Probably not. It seems pretty slow and removal heavy. Well, yeah, the the unholy minion kit is much more or the I guess the unholy kit is much more minion focused, right? They're the ones that are really yeah. good at generating things, whether it's, you know, generating corpses or generating the like having reborn stuff like unholy is very much the I'm going to make my corpse pile big and then do stuff with it. So, I mean, you could maybe weave in some of those early unholy cards into your blood deck. No, you can't. Because this is a three blood card, not with this one. <laughs> I caught myself. Man, this is going to be so hard. <laughs> but it's fascinating because looking over the three different specs, they feel super different. And you can really tell when you're committing to a triple rune versus when you're thinking about splashable runes, it's dramatically different. I am very excited for the variety of play because this feels like we're getting three classes at once. 
And even though the rune system is technically a class limitation, it feels like it's an advantage and upside for the player in terms of creativity, expression, and the power they can put in these cards. Even though when you pick a rune, it takes things away as to think what you can put in your deck. But I want to find a way to play Vampiric Blood, and I know that's going to be a different deck than a lot of the other ones I build, and it's going to feel mm. like a different deck. So does Vampiric Blood go with the next card you want to talk about, <laughs> which is uh, Blood Boil? It sure does, because Blood Boil, five mana double rune card. It's a shadow spell. That matters. I don't know. Uh, it it might. It might. You can multicast her. Um, and... You infect all enemy minions, so you permanently mark them. At the end of your turns, they take two damage, and it has lifesteal. So as long as those minions are around, they you just you absorb two life from them. They take two damage, you gain two, and it hits every turn. This is very clearly, when you put it next to Vampiric Blood, you see what this, this is about. It's get a bunch of extra room in your life total, and then fill it up with your opponent's minion's blood. Just just put it right in there. <laughs> that sounds so gross when you say it that way. <laughs> it is gross. I guess. <laughs> I don't know what I was picturing, but it wasn't You're, that. <laughs> you are draining their blood for sustenance. It's vampiric and boil. <laughs> so we're you, all vampires now? I thought we were zombies. <laughs> you're having a pumpkin blood latte. Like, that's what's going on here. It's spooky season. <laughs> oh, gross. Oh, hot. <laughs> it's so it's disgusting. hot. It's hot blood. <laughs> gross. Oh, so gross. Uh, but yeah, it's a blood boil. So five mana lifesteal infect all enemy minions. At the end of your turn, they take two damage. The end of your turns. Uh, so yeah, it does happen over and over again. This is wild. It's... Typically, when we've seen these kind of marking mechanics, they happen once. That's not what's going on here. It keeps going. So you actually feel like it's a liability to leave your mains in play. Um, it's, I think it's pretty cool and very distinctive to how DK plays. Uh, it's, it reminds me, there could have been a way to make this like an Affliction Warlock sort of thing, but I'm glad they did it for DK because it fits really well with what Blood does. Yeah, it really does. And I think that like we're probably going to have the conversation a lot over the coming months about, you know, does DK feel unique enough? Because that's always the the conversation around bringing a new class in Hearthstone, right? Like how successful were they in making it feel unique? And so like we're going to probably look at cards like this and say, yeah, that could have belonged to, you know, class XYZ, but it's really cool that it's in Death Knights because it enables all the other stuff that they do as a blood or a frost or an unholy or whatever. So I think that uh, those conversations are going to be really interesting. But you're right. Like they do seem to the combination of like corpses and rune, like the deck building restriction does make it feel very much like its own thing. And I'm glad that they've like found room for some of these like infecting enemies. Like that's a big death knight thing too. So if you've never played, wow, death knights, these are all diseases that death knights inflict. They're all things that you give your enemies that do things over time. So this is very, very like wow DK. Yep. And they drew on a lot of the anachronisms from WoW, especially launch DKs and Lich King. Because um, the, I think, I can't remember we talked about it in this show or other shows, um, the should every class have runes conversation. Mm. Uh, but I don't think way, we had that conversation. Okay. 
I can't keep track of all my podcasts. No, no, you you do too many Hearthstone shows. That's all. <laughs> it's it's true. the The way that runes worked in Launch DK in Wrath of Lich King is that you you had a rune talent tree and you picked what you wanted to specialize in. Uh, and there are a lot of references, direct references to me- the mechanics of Lich King DKs and the mechanics of DKs in Hearthstone. Uh, I mean, you know, we had we had Chad on last week. He is a WoW nerd. That also is a Hearthstone nerd, and he very much married his two loves here in the client, and you can really see it, and it it's it captures the vibe a lot more quickly for me than I think Demon Hunter did, even though I like Demon Hunter, and I played a lot of it in Legion, and I think they got the Vengeance versus Havoc split down now. I Like, I feel the difference after a couple expansions. DK, I can feel the difference looking at the card library. Yeah. Yeah, and you're really right. Like, I mean, I've, so I've been playing some classic since they launched the the Wrath of the Lich King classic expansion, and I've been playing a Death Knight, and it is very like it was so overpowered, like, shocking. Well, the, <laughs> I was just gonna say it was so shocking as someone coming from like starting in Pandaria. I was just like, what is this system? This like, I can pick some from this and some from this. Like, this is wild and crazy. And I think they're trying to go back to that in modern WoW and Dragonflight. And this is too much WoW talk. I know, apologies, Hearthstone listeners. But um, I do think they've done a really interesting job here kind of incorporating that together um, and letting you play around with these different combinations of, you know, like, mostly you know tanky but with a little bit of maybe frost damage thrown in there and like again that is very like on release death knights in warcraft so i think they did a really really good job with like class fantasy launch feelings here so you want to talk about munching some gnomes Mm, i could use a snack yeah. <laughs> uh, so No Muncher is a six mana, five, six taunt lifesteal undead minion, uh, only worth one blood rune. And it says, at the end of your turn, attack the lowest health enemy. So could be a minion, could be your opponent. Depends. If they've got no minions, it's his face, right? I like face. <laughs> so as someone who likes face, I want you to imagine <laughs> it is turn six and your opponent plays this. What sound do you make? Ugh. Yes. I think this card <laughs> is being slept on in a major way. Like, and it goes face, it, like, it can have charge in some circumstances. It can go through taunts because the lowest health enemy does not care about taunt. And also, mm-hmm. this probably is a Ziliax. It probably gains your opponent 10 health or so, assuming if it hits a 3-3 and then it's traded into by another 3-3, it kills two 3-3s and gain 10 health. That's annoying. I'm annoyed. <laughs> yeah, I think that Zilliax comparison is is not too far off, I don't think. I mean, it just the fact that it has taunt, and like you say, the first attack can bypass taunt, is really interesting. Um, if this just said like attack and it had to go through something my opponent wanted it to hit anyway, that wouldn't be great. But I think that, uh, yeah, you can you can do some setup, especially with blood where they seem to be more controlly and they have some of those removal tools. You can kind of set things up to make this a really powerful turn six play. Right. You know, you can maneuver it in such a way that it hits the thing you want it to hit and survives. 
So I like this a lot. And if you just play it on an empty board, then bam, it's five to the face. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> I think it is just a powerful, efficient mid-range both threat and answer. Yeah. That can't be ignored no matter what. And will it seems like game-endingly powerful against some aggressive strategies. Um, I just, I don't hear a lot of podcasts that aren't mine talking about it so i want to talk about it in all of mine because <laughs> i think this is something that if you're playing an aggressive deck and you run into our boy no muncher here i think you're going to really like have some words and feelings about this card and it being single rune there's going to be a lot where we scroll through this episode and see cards that are only single rune they are meant to be splashed into other strategies so you could put this in an unholy build that's trying to go longer for Marogar, and this will keep you in the game longer in a in a major way, and you can guide where it hits by trading with your unholy tokens with your zombies, whether you're endless undead, mm-hmm. or you can do it in Frost with some direct damage or just play this to survive. There are a lot of different ways for this to be very powerful, and I think it's just going to be a, a brick wall in the middle of the game that's uh, somewhere between Elita Snob and Zilliax. It's, it's pretty powerful, pretty strong. It does seem really strong, and I'm I'm excited to see what the control style looks like once we get all of the blood cards. But we can't leave blood without talking about patchwork. <laughs> so, patchwork, yeah, patchwork is just so iconic. I mean, I get like apologies for going too far into wow, you guys, but it cannot be ignored. The amount of callbacks so they're doing, things. the amount yeah. of callbacks they're doing in this set so far are crazy. Uh, like there are a lot of references here to, to Wrath of Lich King, to Ice Crown Citadel. It like, this was Lich King stuff is the most popular. Wow. Expansion, the most popular Hearthstone expansion. You're going to get callbacks here. The lore matters to anyone that was even close to being there. And so you're going to hear a lot about it because we're freaking out. Yeah. So uh, so Patchwork is a super iconic boss in Warcraft. And to the point that like when I started playing was post Lich King and people would talk about a Patchwork fight. And I was like, I don't even uh, at first I thought it meant like a fight with a whole bunch of different things in it because I was like, it's a Patchwork work fight there's lots of bits put together right no no it means one big tanky boss that's a dps check and this is still used in wow as like or not in wow but like in community and stuff like that when you're doing like damage simulations and stuff it's like a setting you can choose it just says patchwork fight and you just have to know that that's like the vernacular of the community and it hasn't changed since wrath of the lich game came out that just like patchwork fights are your single target big damage fights where you don't have to move and do anything <laughs> oh patrick's from vanilla it wasn't from vanilla either <laughs> spoiler alert <laughs> yep he was he was a Nax Ramus boss. Uh, so, oh, Nax. Okay, that's why. Yep. Nax is officially out, by the way. Nax was um, twice. <laughs> yes. Nax is out? What? <laughs> and yeah, the uh, WoW mechanic, it's patchwork fights or something called an enrage timer. If you didn't kill him in six minutes, he got mad and killed you. Like, not he <laughs> might have killed you. No, that's what he did. You had 559 because at the six minute mark, either he was dead or you were dead. Those were your choices. So... It's Which I do kind of love because you know that the fight's not going to go on for forever. Unlike some of the fights in Sylvanas, 12 minutes. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Speaking of games uh, that yeah, are going to so, go on too long, let's talk about Blood DK. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, Patchwork is, is really, really iconic. So 
this is a seven mana four six with a battle cry that reads uh, a seven. Sorry, seven mana four six. I'm not used to saying this undead minion <laughs> that uh, battle cry destroys a random minion minion, not card minion in your opponent's hand deck and battlefield. <laughs> Yep. And Doesn't have to be the same one. It's not it's not name matching, just no, no. a random hit in all three zones. Yeah. Which uh lots of people are I've seen crying, broken, OP, crazy, what what do you think, Hat? Broken, crazy, OP what? <laughs> I mean it's 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 a solid card. It's if you're playing this, you're pretty <laughs> clear what you're about. Um mutinous is rotating four months after this card comes out. This is a mutinous replacement. Uh it mm. is it's a random hit in hand. So all the people that were complaining about Theotar said if he was random, he wouldn't be good enough. Well, here you go. Stop complaining. Um, and <laughs> it's a deadly shot and a, like it, it, a gnome for Ratu and a mutinous without the stats. We're going to play this in blood. We're not splashing for this most of the time. Like You have to want the game to go on for a while because the value here is taking away a resource that has not yet been realized in cards they haven't played. Cards in hand and cards in deck. If you only care about the minion to play, there's a seven mana deadly shot. It is not exciting. So you have to care about the potential disruption and the potential value denial. Really shows you what Blood's going to be about. But I imagine this card will be overplayed and people will complain about it. And it's going to be like decent, decent card. Every single time you say that, like it's going to be a splash card. I just picture like somebody getting like splashed with blood and being like, oh, splash. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just every time you say that, I picture somebody like stepping in a puddle of blood and getting splashed. I think that's pretty yeah, accurate. I that's know. kind of what's going to happen. No, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Just, just need a little splash of blood. That's all. <laughs> so if you if you splash in holy, it's a little splash of like bio. Oh. Icker, I, I feel like, like splashing frost is like a snowball fight, and I'm okay with that. The other two yeah. are gross. <laughs> okay, we're committing only frost splashes. Just like yeah. imagine, <laughs> imagine two patchworks out there having a little snowball fight. <laughs> that'd be, that'd be, that'd be hilarious. You know I hope Love they it. have. I I hope they have a good time. I hope they go have a snowball fight. He deserves it very, very much. <laughs> he deserves it. Oh my god. Uh, and then finally, uh, one card we did want to talk about uh, just very, very briefly is Obliterate. It is a blood card. It is one rune. And if you played in uh, Frozen Throne, you will remember Obliterate came from Lich King. It was a Lich King card. So uh, you can destroy a minion and your hero takes damage equal to its health. Uh, this was one of, if I remember correctly, the best Lich King cards. <laughs> it was You were pretty happy to see this one. It was one of the cheapest, so yes, what you said. Because if you got <laughs> castable, you were thrilled. And this was consistently castable. They didn't keep many of these blood uh, uh, Lich King cards. Lich they King kept, cards, yeah. Yeah, they kept three of them nearly unchanged. They reworked one of them, and they got rid of the other four. Um, so this is one of the ones they kept. All they did is they slapped a rune and a red filter on the art. And it's enough. Um, but I do think, like, you can put it in your deck now. I don't think it's broken, but I imagine we'll play it because this is one of the few ways that Blood DK has so far to kill things without damage. You take damage, but you don't need to deal a specific amount. All the other removal we've seen so far is deal some amount of damage. You need something that kills through Divine Shield or kills a large enough minion. And with Empiric Blood, Blood Boy, whatever, you're probably not too worried about getting that health back. Yep, that's fair. 
Uh, so that's blood. That's basically what we've seen so far. Again, we're going to get more blood cards tomorrow and then we are done with Death Knights completely. We will know all of the cards. So I'm sure we'll have a, a quick Death Knight uh, roundup next week as well. Uh, so Frost, it's a time to get Frosty hat. Are you excited? What is it? What does Frost do? Frost is for me. They made Frost for me. It's a yeah. little bit of rogue, <laughs> it's a little bit of mage, and it's a lot of bit of damage. So I like it's Well it's a little bit of druid too, right? Because they do mana like cheaty cheaty generaty things. <laughs> um it's like it's more the way that mage does mana stuff, I think, because it's most of the mana cheating is your next X costs less or refresh crystals. So I think it's gonna be closer to like a, a mana biscuit or even the way that shaman cheats mana sometimes. Um but it's like, I don't know, TK is his own thing. It's, I keep trying to compare it to other classes. It's really its own thing. But when you look yeah. at Frost, <laughs> what you're looking at is a big emphasis on draw, a big emphasis on direct damage, some mana flexibility. The minions are pretty underrate most of the time, and we're not good at removing things without using direct damage. Like, it's not very removal heavy. Uh, but And it freezes a you little bit. You don't need bit. to remove things if you just kill the face see see this is why like <laughs> i'm getting it like yes <laughs> and there are some freezy spells but this is not snowfall guardian the class like there are not that many things that freeze there are enough that you're not going to like it if you're playing a bunch of minions and you get frozen a couple turns but it's not like all the deck the deck does which is good because i think that was my big like worry slash question when we saw the dk reveal last week because they definitely mentioned like frost spells and and freezing as a mechanic it would be the thing that frost dk's did and i just think of trying to play any minions against mage right now with their with their location and just like blurry and ah, everything feels so frozen always and i was like i don't really want a whole other class especially the class that is very much the new hotness to be just freezing everything all the time because then I know every game I go into is going to be Frosty K's freezing all my stuff all the time and I'm not going to have any fun. So I'm glad that it's kind of uh, a little bit like few and far between little little yeah. hints of frost are OK. There are going to be some cards that people dislike because they they do freezy things. We'll talk about Frost Room Fury in a second, um, but mostly this is about. <laughs> drawing and damage and i like both those things like i'm a fan mm -hmm. so <laughs> when you look at overseer for jadara six mana double double frost uh for a five six legendary minion battle cry draw two spells if they're both frost spells deal two damage to all enemies so six mana draw a couple cards probably do some damage because she's double frost maybe you splash maybe you don't depends if you got any blood in your clothes or whatever um but it's <laughs> And so it's a five, six, draw two cards, consecration. It's, it's a, the Costco of value. It's just a package deal of a whole bunch of things. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's, you wouldn't pay this for any one of these effects, but combined, any two of these is probably worth six mana and they throw in the third one. Yeah, I think that's fair. She looks, she looks really good. I think we're, we're probably going to see a lot of her and, and not just her card effects but her card art like a lot i really love a lot of the art in this set it's, it's really it's good. really good the art really, really this good. year this yeah. whole year like voyage i think was a big step up in art direction generally speaking and that excellence feels like it's continued both into nathria 
and into uh, what we've seen so far of March. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Uh, Lady Death Whisper. So this is another spell-oriented thing, though a death rattle, not a battle cry, which could potentially be relevant because you're in a, a little bit less control as to when this effect actually goes off. Uh, however, uh, four mana, four, three, three frost runes. So this is another one of those that's like meant to be deck defining. Like if you go full frost, this is one of those super powerful payoff reward cards. Uh, so it is a uh, four, three undead minion death rattle. Copy all frost spells in your hand. So again, very much going down that frost path like this is the thing you're going to do with her. And I think even if you hit like one or two things with this effect, that's probably enough to make it worth it. The 4-3 stat line isn't terrible for a four mana minion when you also want it to die. <laughs> yeah, this is so a lot of people have been concerned. We have a question later in the show about Denathrius. A lot of people are concerned the way that games are going to end is Denathrius. I look at Lady Death Whisper and I say, I don't think that's going to hold true for the rest of this expansion. I don't know what other classes are going to do, but I know that this class, this is a card you play when you want to kill people from your hand. That's what you're trying <laughs> to do here. There are other cards that work with it that we'll talk about in a second, but like you play this card when you want to do some evil shit and kill. That's what you're doing. So, <laughs> I mean, this is going to be like it's a, it's a three frost uh, rune cost in when you're deck building. So, like, we're going to just have Death Whisper DK, right? Like, we're naming decks after her. Yeah, it's I mean, it's Frost DK, right? Like, it's it's you're yeah. gonna kill people in one turn by doing some messed up shit. Like, that's that's what we're <laughs> trying to do. And I love the death rattle over the battle cry because it makes the card worse. And as someone that wants to play Frost, when this I, needs to be worse, <laughs> it's like <laughs> when I picked up Demon Hunter and Ashes, I like a lot of what Demon Hunter was doing, but it was very, very clearly too good. And I didn't want to get attached because I knew that I was going to get hurt. <laughs> but looking at a card like Lady Death Whisper, look, building Frost deckless with the cards we have. It looks fun. It looks like something I want to play. And I don't think they're going to need to nerf it right away. Because when I play Lady Death, Whis Death Whisper, I am signaling to my opponent, I want this to die so then you can die. And they get to work around it and they get an extra turn because I have to work to kill this. They can, there's some counterplay. They can decide what if I don't play anything with more than three attack? What if I'm minion light and they get to hold back? And then I have to work as the frost player to kill it. And that's probably using one of my frost spells. There's some counterplay. There's some interactivity here. And it's not just all about immediate value that you can't stop. You can do something about this. And if I choose to not let you, then that means I'm play, playing a little slower. So... As the person that wants to do this to people, I feel like it's going to be safer as a meta influence because there's some inherent counterplay here. There's some people love to say it. I'm going to say it. Interactivity. <laughs> oh, you used the I word. <laughs> I did. So I think it's going to be rad and I think it's it's going to work often, but it's going to work a lot less than other more evil cards have worked in the past. Like this is not brand Kael'thas Denathrius where just it's turn nine. It's like, well, that happened to me. It's this is you, <laughs> you see it coming and it's and there's some way that you can work around or make it more difficult for the person trying to use it. Right. Because, I mean, obviously, as a death rattle, it can be transformed. It can be silenced. Like you said, you can choose not to play minions into it. Like there's all kinds of stuff 
that you can, you know, you have to make your opponent have it, right? Have the three three damage spell to be able to kill this on their own. And then they've used it up, right? So then they also yep. don't get to double it. So there's all there's all kinds of play here and, and different strategies you could have to deal with this. So this feels like a, an interesting but fair, you're right, uh, combo enabler. Um, so, yeah, I think it's I mean, knock on wood, who knows, but it's probably safe, right? That's not going to come back to bite me in the ass. <laughs> it's I want it to be like dating in high school where it's, it's there's a hint of danger. <laughs> oh, my God. Tell me that's not uh, an accurate metaphor. Tell me. Uh, it's pretty accurate. <laughs> OK, uh, but. The Sarian. <laughs> Stupid made up fantasy names. <laughs> the Sarian. The, the Sar- I don't know why that is warping my brain. Like too many S's and too many A's in that, <laughs> yeah. in that name. Uh, so four mana, three, three undead minion re- with reborn battle cry and death rattle. Same thing. Deal two damage to a random enemy. Uh, only a one frost rune card so splashable and so this gets three procs right it's a four minute three three but when it comes into play pew when it dies the first time pew and when it dies the the second time pew so it's a pew 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 it's three pews as as is tradition um yeah like i'm gonna throw this in unholy like in unholy and holy frost like this goes in every time reborn is a huge deal for corpse generation and this is just like right yeah 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 Splashable. Just it's snowball fight. Snowball fight. <laughs> snowball fight time. Got it. Yep. <laughs> um, man, can you imagine just like the Sarians out there? He just jumps on Patchwork's back and they fall back in the snow and make little snow angels <laughs> laughing the whole time. Go inside, have some hot I'm cocoa. I'm thinking about that now, especially Patchwork with his weird third arm. That's going to be a weird looking snow angel with three wings. <laughs> it's 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 so it's it's like love actually, but with undead abominations. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's like the body here, the four mana three, three is not a great rate, but you just, you get a lot of pings and a couple corpses. I I envision this seeing play, even though this fits the frost, uh, spec of all the minions are kind of crappy. None of them are really great <laughs> rates, but they do I'm something for you. Personally, <laughs> the I, they can't be good at everything. The, the point yeah. is to not be good at everything. So this is good at corpse generation and, and, Throwing around some some snowballs. Right. And so it's also random enemy, not enemy minion. So again, can go face, which, you know, frosty people are going to like. Probably undead people are going to like. So, uh, yeah, I think that the undead, I meant unholy. Oh, man, so many new terminologies to learn. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think this this design is really interesting. And, and yeah, it does have the corpse generation, which is a mechanic that I keep forgetting about, that they're going to be cards that have payoffs for having things die um and i did see in the chat room um kieran had said all these death rattle cards making smothering starfish look real good again um how do we feel in general about silency effects with all of these seemingly pretty powerful death rattle cards especially with the one we just talked about um lady death whisper um being you know potentially a combo enabler like pretty central to the deck what do, what do we think about going back to Possibly starfish, maybe other effects. I'm glad they nerfed starfish because it would be pretty unpleasant on launch day to just have all your cool stuff not happen. 
Um, <laughs> you can make a choice now. If you want to run Starfish, so it's it's not a good card. It's a tech card, but it's not a good rate. It takes up your whole turn four. Like it's it's a pretty medium card that has a specific use case. That's what tech card should be for. Right? It's a safety valve. If these are too good, you can starfish if you want to. There are other silence effects that are going to be more powerful and class focused. You know, Shard of the Naru. A, a pretty powerful one mana silence effect. I imagine that priests will be happy to have that. But mm-hmm. also, if you're the Frost DK and you're playing against a deck with silences, you probably just kill your Death Whisper the turn you player. Like if it's that yeah, important, then you fair. play differently for it. But you could add silences and they might be relevant. Interactivity. It's an option available to the players to dynamically change how they interact with the game. I like it. I'm, I'm about it. I don't think we'll see a lot of Starfishes because it's a bad card that undoes your opponent's fun as opposed to a card that lets you have your own fun. But if your fun is an undoing fun, it is an option that's available to you. <laughs> I mean, I do like ruining people's days. So therefore, Starfish is the card for me is what I'm hearing. <laughs> it's... It could do that. I do think the rate on the body is probably bad enough that if you silence these things, they just hit you in the face with them anyways. It might not be mm. as good, but it might be enough because you're playing a 4-mana 2-4. Uh, it's hard to say. I think in those interactions, I'd rather be the person that's not playing Starfish, but we have to see how it plays out. It, it does mean you can't really go all in because Theotar still exists even though he'll cost 6. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, so we have another three frost rune card. So another kind of um, spec defining, uh, deck building defining card here. Uh, six mana, five, five undead minion called Marrow Manipulator. The battle cry, spend up to five corpses. So however many you have between one and five. Um, because if you have no corpses, this won't do anything, right? There is no do it and then. So uh, spend up to five corpses, so one to five corpses, however many you have. Deal two damage to a random enemy. Again, enemy, not enemy minion. So this can go face uh, for each corpse. So yeah, up to 10 damage on a six mana five five. Random in, in two damage pews but again if you've got an empty board on the other side that's a lot of pews to face this is kind of like avenging wrath on a body kind of <laughs> this is my yeah. it's my favorite paladin card so <laughs> anytime i can think of it's like avenging wrath i'm gonna think it's like avenging wrath i mean it's pretty similar right and you get the body out of it but given what we've seen in frost so far how do you feel about the five corpses thing well, I think it's okay because it's very specifically a three frost card. So we just talked about uh, the that the guy, uh, Thessarian. <laughs> I didn't yes. have his name on the screen. I couldn't think of it. Um, yeah, so we just talked about Thessarian. And uh, so he is three corpses on his own. Plus, you do also have the hero power, right? But you have to push that hero power button, which means you're not doing other frosty things. And frost feels a little bit more aggressive. It feels a little faster. And I don't think that I want to make a 1-1, even a 1-1 with charge, when I could be doing almost anything else. That's my gut feeling. However, if I have, ha- if I am playing 
Caesarian and I've had him die all of his times, I mean, this is still six damage, right? If that's the only other minion that's died, or if I've even hero powered a couple of times, like for whatever reason, like you, you do have the, you do always have the potential as a, as a DK to generate a corpse every turn. So I think that it's maybe not as much of a kind of uh, restriction necessarily. Like you could potentially get up to five. I think it's probably more realistic that you'll get two or three by turn six when you want to be playing this because this feels like something I want to play on curve. Um, maybe not something I want to hold for later. Like, I think it's better to throw it down with three corpses on six than wait a couple more turns until I get full value, right? Like, this feels like a play it when you get it card. Um, 100%. And so, yeah, and I think that because it does have that deck building restriction, this is okay. I think this would be totally broken if it could go in an unholy deck or if you could splash some of that green goo onto a deck with this in it that would be a bad thing <laughs> yes so i think that it's properly rune costed which is now a thing we have to talk about <laughs> yeah it's properly like ruined i guess i don't know yeah <laughs> appropriately ruined not yes. ruined <laughs> properly appropriate now i can't even say it again appropriately ruined <laughs> you can tell that they really don't want demon hunter to happen again because yes, this card is a, it, it's a restriction. <laughs> yeah, very good call. It's a restriction both with runes and with corpse cost because Frost is easily the worst spec at making corpses. Um, mm -hmm. Like, it's they want things to be alive and frozen, not dead. So it's very, very bad at making corpses, and they just don't have that many minions. So I have done some Frost deck building already. Most of the lists that I'm building so far have not had this in it because I think getting five corpses is going to be challenging, even up to three. If I'm hero-powering, I'm unhappy, like you said. Mm. I do think there is probably a deck with the Sarian and that has more of a minion presence. It is purposely built, but it feels like you have to work for it. It feels like it's something you have to try to want to do, and the payoff for that is Marrow Manipulator. And I love that even within a spec, in a third of a new class... There still seem to be a bunch of different options as to which way to go, and we don't know which one is going to be the best or which way to use it. So I really like that. I look at this card and I say, I feel like five corpses is going to be a stretch unless I really work for it in deck building. For a brand, for one third of a brand new class that has not come out yet to already have ideas and tension in the deck building, I think is pretty impressive. Yeah, it's it's a pretty big win. And the other thing that I'm noticing with a lot of these cards, like we talked last week. When De um, Demon Hunters, when Death Knights were first announced, we talked about how the whole rune idea, that deck building condition, is very much um, another knob they can twist on the balance side of things, as well as corpses, right? Like if this turns out to be not powerful enough, they could say, okay, Frost DKs are only ever getting two corpses online by the time this is playable. And if they wait for five, the game's already over. Then, you know, maybe they can say, oh, well, what happens if we tweak the two? Like if we make it three damage each or, you know, what if we made this a two rune frost spell, but then toned it down to one damage each? Like there's a lot of things that they can play with here if this turns out to be a major win or a major loss, right? 
So I think it, it's kind of cool that, like you say, it enables different strategies within a spec because that was kind of my fear was that you would be basically making three decks for Death Knights. And that was the way Death Knights were always going to play for forever, right? Is like you, you know, do minion swarming as unholy, you sling spells as frost and you do control things as blood and stay in your lane. I was a little worried about the stay in your lane, but it seems like there are there are some potential things here that make it interesting. And, and you know, because you can do those splashes of other I almost said other classes. That's how this feels almost. <laughs> it's like yeah. three different classes. Um, so because you can do those splashes of of other um, specs or other rune types, I think is going to make a big difference to um, the, just the variety of the class as a whole. Um, so yeah, I think Marrow uh, Marrow Marrow Manipulator is very interesting in terms of like the the balance and the design discussion. So very cool card. Yes. Uh. And there are some other cards here. This next card might be a little too cool. Frostroom's Fury <laughs> is, I think, the card that is has the potential to upset people. Uh, this gave me um, infestation chills. feels. Gave you chills? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ultimate infestation, that's it. <laughs> we recorded an episode of Coin Conceit that's coming out later tonight, just talking about the cards. Uh, and the title of that episode is going to be Ultimate Infrostation. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm not the only one that, you that are looked not. at this card and went, oh, the UI feels. <laughs> it's, so, it's very uh, good. Yeah, it's a three frost rune, so another uh, frost only deck. Um, and it is a seven mana frost spell, deal five damage, freeze all enemy minions, bleh, and summon a 5-5 five, five frost worm. So that deal five damage and summon a 5-5 five, five is where we get those... Um, infestation feels <laughs> this doesn't freeze your own stuff and lady death whisper exists so yeah if you can play this two turns in a row that is 25 right that is because you deal the five you attack for five next turn you deal five again you attack for 10 the following turn it's 25 yes assuming they have no from hand removal right or taunts or no muncher no much are very good against this. Um, but that like that's a lot of damage. You can you can get another copy of this a lot of different ways. You can go looking for this a lot of different ways. And your opponent better have an answer. Because otherwise they're they can't do anything, they die. So I I'm glad this is the only mass freeze card we've seen so far. I'm glad it costs seven. I'm glad it's triple frost. And there are ways to deal with it. Again. I play a no muncher into this. I kill the five five. I get my life back. It doing okay. There are other ways to get in the way of this, but still, like, I get the feels. I get the feels you're talking about. <laughs> I get those feels. <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, this is another card. I'm really glad has the three rune deck building condition tied to it, so that it can't necessarily be too exploited, or at least like they can balance around it a little bit better. Um, but it does feel like a little bit cheap for a pretty big effect, but we'll see. We'll see. A lot of this is going to be wait and see once we actually get our hands on, on playing this and what the meta looks like, but it feels really powerful, especially with some of the other cards that we talked about 
um, you know, being able to draw spells and if they're frost spells getting another effect, like you just put two Frostworms Fury in your deck and then you draw those two spells and then you feel pretty good about it and then you duplicate them with, yeah, it just, it's a lot. Yes. <laughs> so that's a lot of freeze and that's like, I'm really glad again that this looks like the only, because I mean, we've got all the frost cards now, right? So I think we can Correct. fairly confidently say, unless there is some sort of neutral freeze card, because we do have neutral spells now that are a thing, but I just really hope not. Just one. <laughs> I know I think just the fine. one, but they've opened that potential door now. Um, so it needs to be part of the conversation. We haven't seen all the neutrals yet. That's coming in a couple days. But uh, yeah, I think that this is this is a powerful card as it should be as a three rune card. But um, yeah, it's given me the feel. So hopefully it's not too bad because you don't get the card draw. And that's what also, you know, another part of Ultimate Infestation that made it so bleh is that you got that big, huge refill and there's no refill here. So maybe Maybe you can do something about hat. No, <laughs> you're making your Joss, you're being too optimistic face. <laughs> I mean, I don't think the format will be defined by this card because you can throw taunts in the way and probably survive. Well, this is a powerful effect for seven mana. It's, it's very yeah. good for seven mana. So, like, I don't care about the card draw because if you're dead, then I don't need more cards. Uh, and if there's ever a world where I get two of these in my hand and I Death Whisper and this happens four turns in a row... If this happens to me four turns in a row, I'm going to be unhappy. I will write yeah, a strongly worded letter. <laughs> There's talk in the chat room uh, again from Kiernan. Thank you so much for the comment. Can living dragon breath rotate back into standard? So if you don't remember, that was uh, the minion that you played that unfroze your minions. Uh, so without without silencing, just got rid of the freeze effect. So uh, right now is rotated out to wild. It's not in standard anymore, but uh, perhaps with death knights and with more board freezes and things coming back into standard, uh, maybe that's uh, a candidate for core. We'll have to see. But I, I understand not bringing it back right now. Um, obviously, they have the opportunity to, you know, kind of manipulate the core set as they see fit but um up till now we haven't seen big changes uh except at the standard year rotation so i think it's good to give death knights one expansion's worth of freedom <laughs> to freeze before potentially bringing in some some really big counterplay like some direct counterplay with uh living dragon breath but it's definitely i think it's probably on the radar for sure yeah i mean people it's... don't like getting their shit frozen <laughs> no i don't i campaigned against snowfall guardian for months for months. Yeah, I feel like it's probably one of the, if not the most hated mechanic in Hearthstone is <laughs> the full board freeze. Evolve? I don't know, man. I think people will still take Evolve Devolve over, over full board freeze. Yeah, I, maybe we it's... should do a poll. Let's do a Twitter poll or something after that and just see. Do you, what would you prefer? <laughs> evolve or... Is it possible for both to lose? <laughs> how do i vote neither I, I give negative votes uh there's a couple more frost uh cards that you want to talk about though uh death chiller as yes. well at two mana i'm gonna scroll while you talk about death chiller <laughs> no i want to see your reaction i don't know if you've seen this card yet hang on hang on uh damn okay uh two frost rune two mana two three elemental after you cast a spell, deal one damage to two random enemies. Not enemy minions. Again, 
all of these random effects are going face. Keep that in mind. And yes, I have seen that. This is just Flame Waker, but chilly. <laughs> yes. Uh, it can't go face twice. So cool. It can't hit anything twice. Yes. Yes. It is. Wait, can you say so cool in your so hot voice? So cool. That is going on the soundboard. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so it can't go face twice, which I'm grateful for. It costs a mana less than Flame Waker. Uh, seems spooky. So I'm glad that it's going to be half as good at killing opponents, and I'm glad that it's going to hit a minion if there's a minion in play. Um, but I, I, uh, it's good, right? Yeah. I don't think that there's any, like, I, no one is going to deny that this is a good minion. Like, two mana, two, three, already good stat line, and then really good effect. <laughs> like, we have seen this time and time again in Hearthstone. This is a really good effect. So, I mean, the, even the, the mech shark dude, that's a pain, too. That's when you do a thing, do other things. This is when you do a thing, do other things. <laughs> Uh, they, these are powerful effects, and we have a bunch of ways to get frost spells. So I don't know. This is the frost build that I want to work towards. That probably doesn't play mirror manipulator because you don't want to generate corpses except for the one corpse your opponents. And so that isn't. <laughs> that that means the deck is going to be very spell heavy and very minion light. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I envision this getting played all of the time. I think we're going to see a ton of this. And this this does have the two rune um, building condition. So you can splash some uh, either unholy or blood on your death chiller, should you wish. Uh, what do you think about like weaving in some of those other spells into... Uh, a deck with a death chiller, or do you think we're just going frost? I don't remember what our cheap spells are in the other ones. Like, we haven't seen all the blood cards yet. Obliterate could be fine. Um, I don't remember what our one rune unholy spells are, but it's possible. I think there's one that generates two one ones with reborn, so if you want to do the corpse thing, you can do the corpse thing. Um, Anti-magic shell, I think, only has one unholy rune. Like, you could totally do an anti-magic shell, and then this becomes untargetable, and that could be good. Though I don't envision this living. <laughs> like, I imagine that the turn this comes down, someone's going to, like, the game's going to be over for someone, um, and I don't right. know who it is, but I don't think the goal is, like, play this and then hope it lives, because I would not hope uh, too strongly about that. I don't know. It's, it's like, there, I don't know if we have the spells to work for it. I, like, and if you splash uh, Unholy, you can't play Mirror Manipulator, because she's Triple Frost. Mm. So, yes. what's the point? Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, we have uh, one more Frost card to talk about, Repulsive Gargantuan. So this he is big a... nasty. Big nasty is what we're calling him. It's oh, in his okay. name. Okay, I'm sorry. It's he's <laughs> his name is Nasty comma Big Repulsive Gargantuan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> really really tickles me um so let's say four mana three six uh one frost rune card uh undead minion enemy characters can't be healed this is not a battle cry or death rattle or anything this is a persistent effect as long as this thing is alive which at six health for four mana probably gonna be a little while <laughs> a couple turns anyways he big nasty <laughs> 
nasty comma pig. <laughs> I put it in the show title already. It's like you don't, okay, don't good, good. As I yeah. scroll up, I'm like, dude, yeah. <laughs> we have yeah. so many show uh, um, title options tonight. I don't know how necessary it will be to play him, but I know that I get annoyed when my opponent heals, and this makes that not happen. <laughs> so like Maybe might be worth a in. slot just because it's the the thing that you hate and you know like we talk about this in dead by daylight with my dead by daylight friends group all the time where it's like the perk that you run might not be meta but if it counters the thing that you hate most in the game then maybe you just run it because why not like if you hate when your opponent heals because heal is cheating then play big nasty <laughs> yeah and if they Denathrius you, well, it better be lethal because they're not healing. <laughs> yeah. Makes priests sad. I don't know how good this is, but I know that it's we're going to see this come up in games and I think it's going to matter. And you can you can go and get this in your other DK decks for one Frost Rune. I imagine that's going to happen. So do you think that we are going to see this? in like master tour level play or is this just going to frustrate people on ladder like how how techy do you think this is going to be <laughs> probably pretty techy because usually if you have a lot of healing you probably have a lot of removal too it's a control tool right you use healing when you're expecting right. the game to go long and you don't do that without killing stuff and if you're killing stuff then you kill this and then heal but I do think that if you play this into a non-lethal Denathrius turn, it gives that player some very difficult choices about what they're going to do. It doesn't stop mm. armor. It doesn't stop vampiric blood. Uh, but it does stop, like, minion healing, and it does stop various lifesteal things. Yeah, that's true. It is, it's enemy characters, right? So it does affect minions as well. It's not only Correct. face. So, yeah, there's uh, definitely a lot of counterplay in tech here, which I like. All right. We are at our normal show time. We still have a couple emails and we still have Unholy to talk about. How you feeling, Hat? Let's see how this goes. Those emails might wait till next week. We're not committing to finish <laughs> them because I foolishly told you at the start, no, nah, it'll be fine. We have to get to these emails. That was a dumb thing to say. Uh, so yep. <laughs> th they're good emails, but we'll probably they're say them for next emails. week. <laughs> yes. All right, so Unholy, let's talk about corpses and zombies and reborn and swarming and all of that crazy fun stuff. Let's start with Plagued Grain because, again, going back to WoW lore, like this is crazy, freaking awesome, cool flavor. <laughs> They've done such a good job. So uh, Plagued Grain was uh, a thing from Stratholme. It was basically like Arthas's... I'm going to do absolutely everything to save my people, including totally slaughtering my people. <laughs> like it was this like real schism between like him and Jaina. Like it was the moment <laughs> was the culling of Stratholme and it all came down to the plagued grain. So like this lore, lore wise is such a cool and important card. Um, but yes, yeah, so it's a one mana, three unholy rune card Gain four corpses, shuffle four crates into your deck that summon a 2-2 undead when drawn. This seems just really good. <laughs> like, really good. <laughs> so this, it shows the different philosophy that's available to them for these three rune cards. Because this is not a payoff, this is an enabler. It's yeah. 
they do not want other specs having this much access to easy corpse generation. You play this yeah, if this you're is... doing, if you're all in on the corpse in, corpse out thing. Yeah, this is like putting four corpses in the bank. This is like you're doing a thing turn one because this is what your deck needs to go. So I think like this and then on top of that, so you've got four corpses. Now, the two, two undeads that summon when they're drawn, they're going to make you corpses as well. Right. They don't have the does not make a, a corpse tag. Correct. Right. Yep. Okay. They would have to say risen. Uh, risen is right. the magic oh, risen. word. Okay. That's it. Yep. Risen, not undead. Okay. It's basically the only things that they really don't want you making corpses out of are things that you already used corpses on. It's no double dipping. If it's not a double dip, then it's probably gonna gonna increment your counter. So this is four corpses right away, and four more, so eight total corpses. Uh, if you go all the way through your deck, or you know have the luck to draw those um, those undead summon cards. So somewhere between uh, four and eight corpses, depending on the the draw order of your deck. So very good setup. Very good um, kind of yeah. Pay, not payoff card. What did you say? Enabling card. Words. <laughs> Words are hard. If this was a card that, if Plague Grain was two unholy or even one unholy, you would see it in every DK deck and the corpse requirements would just not be a thing. You would just do whatever you wanted all the time. Now, if you want your corpse stuff to be always online, you gotta be all the way into unholy. And I think it's a good choice. Now, if I'm gonna get up to eight corpses, out of well, I guess up to sixteen corpses because you know that wasn't a legendary spell, so I can play two copies in my deck. What might I want to do with all sixteen of those corpses? <laughs> Bone storm, <laughs> Bone storm. <laughs> so uh, that was yelled by Lord Marogar, who was again a WoW boss. Uh, and so Lord Marogar is a three unholy rune minion, legendary undead minion, uh, eight mana, nine, seven, with a battle cry that says, raise all of your corpses as one, one risen ghoul, risen, risen golems. So again, risen means they can't regenerate corpses. Uh, that have rush, and for each that can't fit, give one plus two plus two. So think of, uh, and oh my god, and now I can't remember. The skeleton guy from Mage right now. Uh, Kel'Thuzad. Yeah, who raises all of your skeletons, and any skeletons that don't fit, they pew 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 their damage. For any uh, corpses that don't fit, they pew 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 a buff to your minions. <laughs> So this is, yeah, it's it's the same tech that they use as Kel'Thuzad. Um, but I I like that this is a, this is not the minion swarmy archetype. This is build up all your bodies over the course of the game and then smack them all onto the board. Because a lot of the unholy cards, they use a few corpses here, a few corpses there. Marigar ain't about that life. He's about use them all <laughs> at once and then make a giant board. Pretty rad. Yeah. Uh, and so so just to, to be clear, the battle cry doesn't buff him. So he's a 9-7. They buff only the other golems. So, right. And they all have rush. That's the other piece. They don't just get there, get big, and, and sit there. They 
get there, get big, and then can kill all of the other side, which is pretty wild. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, very powerful, big payoff card. It's if Kel'Thuzad and Malisha, remember Malisha with the soul shards? The combination of those two, where she summoned a 3-3 Russia for each soul shard in your deck? Right. I'm like, I'm not remembering this name, but I am definitely remembering that effect. Man, too many cards, too many cards. Been a while. Uh, so th then we also have, uh, we were talking about diseases a little bit earlier and infecting our opponents. We were going to be doing that with Unholy as well, because Unholy gets Blight Fang. Now, this is a splashable Unholy card, which means it only has one, which means as if that's an actual term. Uh, but it, from our perspective here on TAC, means uh, it has one Unholy Rune, which means you can put it into um, two Frost or two Blood decks as well. Uh, so three mana, three, three Beast. Uh, not Undead Beast, which I thought was interesting since we do have that option now with the dual tags on cards. Um, but yeah, so not an Undead oh, Beast. He alive. He's sick. But he alive. <laughs> he is. Oh, he is. He's, yeah, looks like he's throwing up. But he's a spider, so it's probably spitting poison. But anyways, doesn't matter. Uh, Battle Cry. Infect all enemies with a Death Rattle. Summon a 2-2 zombie with Taunt for your opponent. So you are... Giving all of your opponent's minions a death rattle that says they give you a 2-2 zombie with taunt when that minion dies. They're it's actually very they're rewording this card. Weird. Because this wording yeah. sucks. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I get it, but it's very weird and wordy for the back and forth of this, of who the opponent is when. This, this is how magic cards are templated. That's what this reads like. It reads like Magic <laughs> the Gathering card. But instead, they, they reword it. Chad already said they're rewording it. So I can say this wording sucks. He, he let me. He let me by, by endorsing the new wording. You got permission. Um, got it. <laughs> so the new wording, Battle Cry, infect all enemy minions. When they die, you summon a 2-2 zombie with taunt. Okay. It's the same. That's it's the better. same functionality, but it, it's clearly better, right? It's just everything that's in play. They get sick, and when those minions die, you get a two-two zombie with taunt. Right, because yeah, it's all enemies. Which when I first read this card, I was like, "All enemies? Does that mean the hero as well?" Because chat room's asking right now, when, "Does your opponent, quote unquote, die if they play a hero card?" And then would you get a zombie? And so I can see where the the nuance you need enemy minion you need that minion word in there i think like i get the intention of the card but there's definitely a whole bunch of interpretation so i like the new wording that's better it's way better um so yeah blight fang getting new wording but this is just a it is a legendary but it is the one unholy rune card so it is splashable um, then we have the, the Scourge, which is basically, uh, the name of Arthas's undead army. This is a nine mana, two unholy rune spell. Fill your board with random undead. How do we feel about this? So it's seven minions. We've seen there's the undead tag has been given to a lot of stuff, but there's also a lot of undead taggage that we have seen tonight in the DK cards. Uh, and they've been pretty powerful, though, not necessarily synergistic. Obviously, we've talked about Unholy specifically making use of corpses. This is at least seven corpses, maybe more, depending on reborns, depending on death rattles. 
Um, so yeah, this is, I don't know what, how do we feel about the scourge? <laughs> uh, I honestly think this is one of the best rogue cards in the set. <laughs> no hat, wrong class. <laughs> it's, I think rogue is going to play it more than DK will. You're going to jackpot trickster into this and it's probably going to be pretty good. Um, you don't think any, un- any, anyone unholy is going to play this? It costs nine. It does. Like, nine's a lot. And, there, and we're not talking about Frost, so we don't have any, like, mana manipulation. Although, uh, you could put some mana manipulation in if they're one rune Frost mana manipulations. <laughs> I do not envision my 10-mana turn going Glacial Advance the Scourge. It could happen, but I don't <laughs> think that's where we're going. Um, but it could. <laughs> it could. Listen, this is a fun card. It's fun. If you want to play... Uh, puzzle box of Arthas. You can if you want to. It's just, it's just a bunch of like. I really do now that you've said it like yeah, that. <laughs> you can. Is it competitively costed? Absolutely not, unless you're a rogue. In which case, this costs four, and and that's better. But it's if you're putting this in your deck, it's fun. I want to see people cast it. I hope people do on day one. I don't think this is competitively costed. I don't think it's meant to, and I don't care that it is. It's a fun card. So if we were to competitively cost this, what would you want it to cost? I wouldn't. I don't want this effect to be something that's ever balanced around the power. (laughs) Like, if you ever make this good, it's so toxic. Like, if you ever make this a a six or seven mana card and you just ramp into it and cheat it out or whatever, then it's, it's too much. So you you're when you make a design like this, you're kind of committing to it being splashy and underpowered in a competitive sense because you want the people that want to play this to go out of their way for it, and then no one else feels obligated to. So it's a fun, cool moment that people are choosing to engage with. If you make yeah. it competitively costed, people don't get to choose with to engage with it. You have to play it if you want to win. And if it comes down to scourge rolls as to who wins a Masters Tour, that's not where you want to be. So... I don't think That's that fair. they sh- they <laughs> shouldn't make an attempt to make this highly competitive because that is not the metagame that anybody wants. I'm definitely going to try this. I'm going to try to make this work somehow. Yeah. I mean, it is one of, it's a legendary spell. Um, I think it's, I don't know. It's just like, it's it's just it's the kind of shit I love in Hearthstone. So I'm going to yeah. try to make it work. It's a very yeah. hearthstone card. I like it. it I is. enjoy it. It's great. I also won't need to play this to get legend. And I like that I don't have to do that. <laughs> that's fair i don't necessarily like when i'm trying to be competitive relying on random rolls like that to to you know hit whatever my competitive goal is so uh they also got uh like bloodlust <laughs> basically i was so confused when i saw your unholy notes because literally in the show notes hat wrote go wide and bloodlust i'm like this isn't shaman what are you talking about I'm like Oh, Grave Strength. Okay, so this is your one of your unholy payoff cards. This is a three unholy rune card, four mana. Give your minions plus one attack, spend five corpses, and give them plus three instead. So this is one of your payoff cards. It's your corpse spenders. Um, this is the thing where, like you say, you want to go wide and then get angry. Yep. Except uh, this is like, a, yeah, less doesn't not stick, temporary right? This attack. sticks. Yeah, this is this permanent sticks. attack for one mana less. Like it's you got to work harder for it. You got to have bodies, but this is a lot of damage, right? Like this is a fully leveled conviction on turn four if you want it to be. Um, 
I like, and I do want it to be. I I want to want to hit people. Yeah, and again, this is the this is the three unholy rune card. One of the three unholy rune cards. So it is meant to be played in that minion swarmy deck. It's meant to be, you know, that all the way down that unholy path. And and I think that's okay. And I really like that they can design these kind of super powerful cards. Like you said, it's permanent attack. It, it does have the condition of the corpses, but that's something Unholy wants to do anyways. It's one mana cheaper than Bloodlust. But I think that's okay within the context of these deck building conditions that DKs have. So um, I think it's, it's really interesting. And and I don't think I don't think they're going to have a problem generating five corpses and i don't think that they're going to have a problem having a board full of minions to get this buff so i think you're going to see this all the time probably on curve yep or like somewhere in that point of the game because if you don't have that many minions you don't have to play it yet but you can it's it's something you can do you can play a minion the same turn as this and then play this to deal a bunch of damage and then make a bigger minion for next turn so, really yep. strong card, and you can see how Marogar and Grave Strength are very clearly two different decks, and Plague Grain goes in both. Yeah. Yeah, Plague Grain is just ridiculous. Um, and, and a reminder, Plague Grain 2 was the three rune unholy card as well, so you still do have that unholy only death build, er, death building, deck building <laughs> condition for death knights. <laughs> so death building is pretty is- entertaining, though. Yeah, death building. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to call it now whenever I'm building a DK deck. Um, but yeah, so it is like you still have that condition. It is still the unholy way to play. But like you say, even within that three unholy rune deck building space, we're still talking about different ways to build that deck. So I do think that that's really interesting. I think they've built a pretty compelling class here. Um, couple more. So, uh, Stitch Giant, we did want to mention Stitch Giant is the giant of Death Knights. Um, and so it works like all other giants. It costs one less for each something you've done. So it is a two unholy rune, 10 mana, eight, eight. It is an undead and it costs one less for each corpse you've spent this game. So I have a feeling this is going to get pretty zero pretty quickly. (laughs) Very zero. Very fast. Yeah. Um, we're building around this. And it's going to work. Yep. <laughs> there's, so there's a there's a runeless card I want to talk about real quick that we'll jump ahead to. Corpse Bride. Okay, sure. Let's look at Corpse oh, Bride. Oh, God. I, when I first looked at all your notes and I didn't see Corpse Bride, I was so sad because I love this card just from like a flavor perspective. I just... I love this. I love this card. I love this art. I love this like reference. I just, yeah, Corpse Bride, wonderful movie too. Anyways, five mana, four, four, battle cry. Spend up to eight corpses and summon a risen groom with stats equal to the amount spent. So again, up to eight corpses. You don't get to choose. You have like, if you have one, two, three, whatever. If you've got 10, you don't get to choose five. Like if you have eight or more, you're going to summon an eight, eight. So um, and again, this is a spender, which is really good because if you remember the giant that we just talked about, isn't about having the corpses. It's about having spent the corpses. That's the thing that you have to do. Um, so if you're just accumulating them, your giant's not getting any cheaper. You have to actually accumulate, then spend, then your giant gets cheaper. But this is a really good spender. Yep. It's 
I don't, I haven't done the math on the curve yet, but it's going to involve play grain. It's going to involve corpse bride. But if you spend two corpses before you play this card, and then you play this with eight in the bank, five mana for a four, four, and an eight, eight, and then you spent 10 corpses and you play your stitch giant for another eight, eight, big handlock feelings. Yes. Big that's what it reminded feelings. me of too. Like old school molten giant stuff. <laughs> yep. So I think like, I would guess that on turn five, that's not going to happen very much, but I would guess that on turn six, turn seven, if you want to make 20 power in stats, you probably can. And it's not small minions. It's two eight eights and a four four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of bodies to get rid of. Um, so yeah, I think we're probably going to see this pretty often. Like you said, Corpse Bride. Corpse Bride is one of the roomless cards. So these are just Death Knight like kind of core cards that are there in more of a supporting role regardless of what kind of runic type you've chosen. Um, so all Death Knights, regardless of their rune composition, can play these cards. Um, we've got a couple more of those. Body Bagger is another one. So um, is this the one that we talked about earlier? I think it yeah, is. Yeah, we talked about it earlier. This is going to be in every DK deck. Yeah, this is like the mana worm <laughs> of, of DKs. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's just glue, right? It's, it's one yeah. mana, one three, undead, runeless, battle cry, gain a corpse. So it gives you basically two bodies. You get a corpse, and then it is a corpse. Uh, and it's also like a dire mold, <laughs> so one mana, one three. So yeah, it's it's unexciting, but it's necessary for a lot of the cards to just work. I imagine that most, if not all, DK decks will be playing this on day one just to facilitate the strategy. It reminds me of like Firefly. Mm, man, Firefly was such a good card. <laughs> yes, I had a friend who uh, called him Sparky Boop. And <laughs> that's amazing. Right? I need to be friends with that friend. <laughs> yes, you do. Her name is Ziggy Sarah. You might know her. <laughs> uh, then we also have a chill fallen Baron, which uh, is a nope, not that one. Nope, not that. There we go. Uh, three mana, two, two undead. And again, runeless minion. All of these ones we're talking about now are available to all DKs. Uh, battle cry and death rattle draw a card seems good three so, mana two cards on a two two body <laughs> that makes know, a corpse AI? which is important <laughs> yes i know ai this is a guy <laughs> oh god it's been too long the episode is over <laughs> it's a guy uh, Pat, that was terrible you're going to think of this Usually every time I you look at this card. I give you a pity chuckle, but yeah, now I'm not going to get that out of my head, and you cannot be forgiven for that. <laughs> it's, I don't want your pity. I want your suffering. Ugh. Ugh. But also, but this is also going to be in a lot of DK decks because it's, it's a, a body, both warm and cold, both are relevant, and then also <laughs> it's, it gives you card in the way and gives you card in the way out. It's, it's This is a pretty interesting base DK card to give them because it shows the strengths of what the class can do, but also it's kind of pokey. It's kind of slow because the turn you play, it's just three minutes, two, two draw card. Like it's fine. It's okay, but it's not, I wouldn't go out of my way for it. It's as a class card. It shows you what DK is going to do. The death rattle stuff is really important to them. You're going to play some decent value stuff on curve. It's not broken. It's not crazy, but it's solid. I was going to say something else. And then I just, it did, the joke did not, 
manifest in my brain. It's <laughs> we're almost at two hours. This is the point where I just break. <laughs> so only two cards uh, left. We're I'll, almost there. We're almost there. Yeah, we're almost there. We're so close. Rune forging is the next one. It is a one mana rare DK spell. Again, no uh rune cost here. And it is draw a weapon, spend a corpse to reduce its cost by one. So again, if you have a corpse, it gets spent. Your card will be yellow and your weapon will be one cheaper. Otherwise, you're just straight up drawing a weapon. Still good. It's you either pay a corpse or a mana. Fine. And it's a very cost effective weapon tutor. If you look at Frost, Frost is like three good weapons that you can choose from. Uh, there's Bone Basher, the one mana one that when you hit a minion, you hit the face. There's Rhyme Fang Sword, which when you is a three mana one, when you attack, uh, then you reduce the cost of a spell in your hand by one. And there's a uh, Might of Menethil, which is the four mana one. It's four mana four two. That when you uh, that when you play it, you can spend up to three corpses and freeze up to three enemy minions. Ah, since you have Might of Menethil in play on hand uh, on the screen here, True Chilver Champion. <sighs> wow. Thanks. How long have you been sitting on that one? I'm surprised that wasn't on your list of frost cards you wanted to talk about just to make that joke. <laughs> no, I needed to surprise you because I knew we were going to come around to runeforging. I, I had to bury it. <sighs> I tweeted Gross. it yesterday. I'm just saying it again because I, I think I'm funny. <laughs> At least someone does. <laughs> it's, you sound like my wife. <laughs> yeah okay the one weapon i want to talk about because uh this is a throwback and i'm so excited that this is actually like a collectible card in the game now it's freaking frostborn can't talk about death knights without talking about frostborn so it's a seven mana five three legendary weapon which means you get one obviously it's frostborn you can't have more than one uh death rattle reads summon every minion killed by this weapon if you could get this off Lich King and actually make it happen, this card was so fun and so gross and like, oh man, this is just, it's so good. And now you can just include it in your deck, which makes me very happy. As a reminder, if you do uh, overwrite the weapon, then it will tr trigger the weapon's death rattle. Uh, so there are ways to kind of like use this before you've swung three times or had three turns. Like there are ways to, to get around this. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's such a cool card. It's 15 damage and uh, yeah, a whole bunch of minions back. If you want it, you can go face, obviously, because it's a weapon. I just, Frostmourne's so iconic. I'm very excited that it's back and as a collectible card. Yeah, and I think Runeforging really makes this card better because playing this on six is so, so much better than playing it on seven. Um, yeah. The, the, the text on the card seems to be much more likely to be relevant for for blood than anything else uh, because blood is going to want to hit things and then heal in frost it might be a little too slow they have a lot of other weapons you're unlikely to be face tanking things and i don't know how it's going to go in unholy like i could see it going either way there but it's an option that's going to be available for every death knight and also it is too iconic to not have frostborn in the game and you can always just play it and hit face three times and that's good enough that was good enough back then and it will be good enough now at some point Especially if we can get it down on six. Yeah. It's a six mana five three weapon is good enough already. And the ability to clean up your opponent's board and then have it is pretty cool. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, because again, like you're summoning every minion killed by the weapon. And so that's like new copies. So yeah, this is good. I love Frostmourne. I'm so happy. This this just makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah. You know what else makes me really happy, Hat? Winding down the show. Yeah. <laughs> The fact that we've made it. It was two hours, but we made it. Uh, You guys did write in with some great emails. We are going to save them for next week. But thank you very much, Mike, a.k.a. The Village and Hachikumo for writing in. Uh, We did get your emails. We are going to feature them uh, probably next week. We just ran out of time because there are so many intricacies to talking about Death Knights uh, that we just, yeah, I just. I knew that we probably weren't going to have any time. But uh, yeah, thank you guys anyways for writing in. If you did want to send an email to us, you can do so at tacpodcast at gmail.com. You can also tag us on Twitter or send us a a message over in the patron discord. Joss, what's the patron discord? I'm so glad you asked other Joss. We are supported by our epic patrons at patreon.com slash tag. You doing that right over there, boss? No, I'm so tired. <laughs> if you go to patreon.com slash tech and join the Patreon, and then you can get access to our amazing tech discord where you can send us questions. Wanted to say a big thank you to our Patreon producers, Dustin C and Jarrett F. Thank you so much for supporting the show. You can follow us on Twitter at TAC podcast and you can check the live show Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on twitch.tv slash Joss plays hat. Where can folks find you on the Internet if they want to follow your stuff? Best place is twitter.com slash ridiculous hat. That is the hub of my Hearthstone content, at least for the moment. Uh, but planning on continuing over there. Still, I have two other Hearthstone <laughs> podcasts. Uh, so you can check those out as well. Coin Conceit, we make the competitive side of the game more accessible to you for coinconceit.com. And also, Vicious Syndicate, we take a data-driven look at the high-level legend metagame over at viciousyndicate.com. Joss, what about you? You can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at Joss Plays. That's J-O-C-E Plays. Please do, please do go check out. See, I can't even talk anymore. My general gaming podcast, The Gamers In, particularly right now because we are raising money for Extra Life. We had our Extra Life game day stream on Saturday. We streamed for 14 hours. It was crazy. It was fun. We played a lot of co-op and competitive stuff, and it was a really, really great time. Uh, if you can, please do and don't. Please do go and donate Oh my God, Joss, come on. You've got like two more minutes. Let's go. (laughs) Uh, You can go to bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2022 to donate. We are still short of both our team goal as well as my own personal goal. So you can go there. You can support anybody. Um, But yeah, we are still short of our goals. So uh, we're going to be doing a lot of streams still through November and December. Please do go and support Extra Life. It is a really, 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 really great charity. It is the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. We do it every year. It's a great cause. So if you can, please do go and support us. Even if you can't donate, please do go and share the link. Again, that is bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2022. That's going to do it for us this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, job's done. Job's done. Job's done. Yeah, and you haven't spent anything and then you just go kablamo.